0: Hello and welcome to MacBytes episode 39 I'm Mike Thomas and I'm here with my co-host Elaine Giles and in this episode iTunes Harmony at MacBytes headquarters Elaine's shops no really and the wireless upgrade that sadly wasn't painless
1: But uh, first, uh, let's talk about iTunes. Yeah, why not? Uh, We've mentioned it before and uh, I had an iTunes catastrophe in September. Uh, Nice update came out to iTunes with a new folder structure which made complete sense. Instead of music, it was called Media um, and it was a whole new reorganisation and uh, it looked great. Um, I installed it and I think I don't remember agreeing to anything, um, but it tried to upgrade my folder structure to this new improved structure. But that was when catastrophe struck. Um, it was a complete foul up. I ended up with uh, files actually being physically moved on the hard drive out of my iTunes folder uh, and just left in the root of the drive. Now, my data's on an external drive, but my control files were on my boot disk. So um, everything was there. It just wasn't where it should be. iTunes could find it all, but it just was a complete mess. Um, The big problem was the upgrade option that you get, which um, you should have an option to to do it or not do it when you install it. If you choose not to, you can do it again later. But that option is a one-time deal. You can only run it once. Once you've done that, the option is dimmed out. And that was my problem. Um, I thought, well, it's okay. I'll rerun it uh, to find that it was dimmed out. So that was my problem. Um, I did have a backup of the drive, but I thought, don't really want to be trying to roll this back to a different version of iTunes. So I took it as a sign um, to be an opportunity to tidy up. Um, My problem then was hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of folders in the root of the drive. So I started moving a few and it did work. Uh, iTunes could find the files. Everything was uh, where it should be, but it was going to take a long time. I couldn't just grab all the folders and move them where they should be because it needed to copy them. And then I had to go through and delete what was left and there just wasn't enough space on the drive. So it was a nightmare, but I finally finished it. Yes, and for those who've been with me since the start, yes, it really has been three months. But the good news is, It's all tidy now, and I only found I was left with one problem, which was my mobile apps folder. No idea what's going on there, but um, I've got the new folder structure. Everything is working perfectly apart from the mobile apps folder, which is insisting, despite me telling it numerous times that it is not on the boot disk. Um, Even if I delete it, it recreates it uh, in the middle of my iTunes control files and not in my nice, shiny mobile apps folder, which is on my external hard drive. Um, So I figured I had two options at that point. I could create a Hazel rule. We've talked about Hazel before. It's a small application that uh, lets you apply rules to folders. So as um, my mobile apps appeared on the boot disk, I could create a Hazel rule that moved them to where they should live. Um, And I thought about that. But then I thought, well, then I've got to remember that I've set it up. And oh, so I thought, no, what I need to do really is to create a symbolic link from um, my boot disk to where the files actually needed to live. So uh, that's what I did. And uh, I moved everything to where it should be. And the good news is, as I downloaded some free apps just to see if it was working, it was working. So, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a pain. Um, I still feel it's a bit of a workaround because if I move to another machine, I'd probably have to recreate the symbolic link, etc. And I just don't feel that I should have to do that. But I can't find a way around it. So um, maybe if I ever change the drive, change the whole setup um, or nuke the whole thing even. But uh, at the moment, I'm just thinking it's working. So leave it alone.
0: Yeah, and as you were swearing and cursing, I think, uh, what did I say? Uh, Just be grateful you're not on Windows.
1: Yeah, and I say on Windows, at least um, I was the control freak on Windows. I looked after it. And and when I got all these options that said, you know, would you like iTunes to look after your library? It was like, you must be kidding. Um, But on a Mac, I've sort of decided that I'm going to drive myself crazy if I don't let it do it all. So, yes, it could be worse. I could have been on Windows, but it's fixed now.
0: We found another problem as well, didn't we Um, when you change the song title, when you're importing, you get um, you get numbers in the
1: title or something. Um, That was a bit odd. Um, It used to be an option. Uh, You could elect to have numbers added to the song titles and the benefit of doing that Um, They don't have to be there. The track titles and and numbers and everything else to do with it is actually in the metadata. The benefit of letting it add that track number to the actual file name is when you go to your folder structure and you look at the track names, they're in the right order. They're in the order of the the album. Um, But then they took the option away, I think. And this was around the time I was thinking, just leave it alone. You know, don't don't try and organize it. Let iTunes do it. Give in gracefully. Um, I think there is some kind of hack. It's either a terminal hack or something to turn that option back on. But what you were looking at, what you were finding was as you added the songs to iTunes, everything was fine. But as soon as you changed a spelling mistake or something, um, just those tracks had a number added to them. So I think that's what you were seeing, wasn't it?
0: That was it. Yeah. So
1: some of them had a number and some of them didn't. And I think you wanted them all to have a number or all not to have a number. So Mm. you're going to have to go and find the option for that. It's not in the interface anymore. I know they took it away. Either the last version or the one before that. So I like that option. I think I had that turned on. Uh, Made sense to me because I want the folder structure to virtually mirror iTunes. Um, Although I did have a problem totally. Well, it was related, but totally unrelated to your issue here. Um, It was adding numbers and then adding numbers again and then adding numbers again. So if I had a track called My Track, I ended up with it called 010101 My Track. I've had that. Yeah. So it's one of these situations where just leave it alone. iTunes knows where the songs are, so just leave it alone. Yeah, and I don't think the, the
0: file name really matters too much, does it? It's it's what you see in iTunes that's important.
1: It doesn't. It's just if you're looking for it in the file system, it looks messy. And um, mm. that's what you're saying with Windows. With Windows, I controlled everything and um, I used to use Winamp and, and just pull it through. So here you're, you're really relying on iTunes to find it. I did find during this tidy up of mine, though, um, I was able to tidy it up considerably. I managed to lose a lot of old files, old backups, from versions 4, 5, 6, 7, and 8 that it had made and left there, because they're pretty useless. I'm not going to roll back that far. Um, so I got rid of those. And I also managed to work out which bits of the, uh, there's a database, an iTunes database, and an iTunes XML file. And I used to manually edit the XML file, which is pretty dangerous going. Um, And I found that you can still actually do that. So that managed to help with my tidy up considerably. But um, yes, I'm opting now to just leave well alone. Definitely leave well alone. But that wasn't the end of our iTunes woe, was it? Uh, No, it wasn't.
0: We had a problem with home sharing as well.
1: I know home sharing was working at one point because uh, and it was pretty simple to set up. I think we did it straight away, didn't we? With uh, 9.0. Yeah,
0: it was one of the first things we tried as soon as 9.0 came out.
1: Yeah, and I don't remember um, any difficulties at all. It was fairly simple. Turned it on on both machines. Make sure that you're logged in with the same account on both machines and everything should be fine. And it did. It was. Um, it was very simple to drag and drop whatever you wanted from the library of the remote machine to your local machine. Uh, and everything worked very, very well. I'm not sure when it actually stopped working. Are you? I'm not, no, but I'm going to blame the
0: 9.0.2 upgrade.
1: Yeah, now that gave you the nice black background. It looks like they're giving with one hand and taking away with the other. Mm. I don't actually remember it noticing that it was turned off. So um, maybe it was that update that did it. Um, But we assumed, having got it working once, it would have been a simple matter to turn it on again. didn't seem to be. Um, you had me playing about logging in as you logging in as me, you logging in as me, you logging in as you turning it on, turning it off, turning it on and turning it off. So uh, the old IT routine and it still wouldn't work. Uh, but you did find a good article, didn't you? I did. I uh, will put the link in the show notes,
0: MacObserver.com. It actually explains it very, very well. Uh, and I think the issue was the making sure you're logged in using the same user account.
1: Now, you see, yeah, uh, but I thought we were. Key. I thought we were. But uh, they made some very good points that article that um, they were really telling Apple how it would work better. which uh, I'm sure Apple will take on board, you know, as they do. (laughs) Um, But they made some very good points on there that the the things are just missing. So if you were new to it, you wouldn't even know the options were available because there's just nothing to indicate in the sidebar that that there is any home sharing um, until you go in and turn it on. So pretty much, you know, you have to know what you're doing before you can actually get it to do it. Um, Which I think I agree with them. Um, I mean, we struggled with it and we'd already had it working once. So. I think it can need some improvements there. But um, it didn't work too well for you even after that, did it? Well, even once we got it turned back on. It didn't, no. The main
0: reason that we were doing it was because originally when we had it turned on, it was to share the applications and that worked pretty well. You took some of mine, I took some of yours. And what I was finding was that when I looked at my sidebar and it said that I had five applications to be updated, then I went to look at my list of applications. It came up and it said not to be updated. And at that point, I realised that five that it was
1: talking about was the ones that I'd taken from you. But the problem was, of course, I assume you couldn't remember which ones they were. That's right. And uh, even right. if you could remember which ones and maybe say you'd taken 10, only five needed updating and there was no indication which five. That's right. So what I did is I knew
0: some of them that needed updating. So I, I went into your your uh, applications list. I dragged and dropped one of them that I knew needed updating. And when I looked at my list of applications, uh, I actually had two of this particular app. So I thought, you know, this isn't right. And what I had to do is I had to right click on each of the app icons within my application section to see uh, via the get info, which was the uh, oldest one via the uh, the version number and then
1: delete that one. Now, I'd had my own kind of fun with that, um, with my mobile mobile applications folder misbehaving um, and being in two locations. So I could actually end up with an application in two separate folders um, and then I'd be seeing it twice. But in your case, it was even worse than that, because in the Finder, you had no indication at all of what was what, did you? Yeah, what the Finder had done is uh,
0: because I would dragged and dropped these files, um, when I did a right click on the icon, the app icon icon, in iTunes um, and chose Show in Finder. The file name was just a a random, usually four letters, um, which brought, bore no indication to the actual
1: um, the actual app name itself. Now, I can't see why they do that. That seems completely nonsensical to me, because even if you did update, you're going to end up with that kicking around your uh, folder structure and it not knowing what it is, really. Um, I've noticed that I've got sort of seven different uh, incarnations of Evernote. It doesn't seem to delete the old ones. Now, obviously, you only need the one. So um, I'm tempted to move them out of there and get rid of them. But you just wouldn't know what was what.
0: Actually, that's what I did in the end when I finished taking the
1: files, because what I did
0: in the end was open up two Finder windows, one that had your applications in it, uh, one that had my applications in it. You told me which was the the latest ones, told me what the file names were, and I actually dragged and dropped through Finder, uh, and that worked that actually did a replace it came up and said this file already exists. Do you want to replace it? And I did and that fixed it. But whilst I was in the finder, I did go through. And like you say, there were multiple copies of take the one you've just mentioned, for example, uh, Evernote. Uh, so I worked out which was the latest one and then deleted the old ones.
1: I think it needs to be, I don't know whether they were going right back to sort of the beginning, which would be almost 18 months ago, but I think there really needs to be a better way um, to for, for it to manage its own applications, maybe with the uh, application name and a version number tagged on the end. I know mm. some of them do look like that, and you, you can tell by looking at them, and then it's very easy to know which ones to delete because you've got multiple files in your folders, but... You don't have multiple instances in iTunes, so they are orphaned in a way. There would be no way to delete them via iTunes. So it is a manual case of going in and sorting out your apps folder, which just seems to be ludicrous. So um, thumbs down to home sharing this week, is it? It is, yeah. Ah, but there's good news on the front. We have the 12 days of iTunes Christmas coming back up. So um, some free toys. Yeah, that didn't work too well for me last year. Uh, We did talk about it. Um, I had a
0: problem with iTunes where it wouldn't play any purchased content that it was saying that it wasn't authorised. And obviously it was authorised because I was logged into my um, iTunes store account Um, I think I remember every time I tried to play video, it just came up with a grey box.
1: Yeah, I remember Um, that. And the problem with it was when you um, lodge uh, an issue with Apple, it can take them so long to get back to you that with it only being available for 24 hours, um, you lost the freebie as well. So uh, I know last year wasn't too successful, but here's hoping this year is better for you. 12
0: days of this Christmas, trying to sort out 12 days of last Christmas.
1: True. I know you only had one or two, didn't you?
0: Yeah, I I gave up in the end, Um, but I did actually rebuild the iMac in April and that fixed it. Yes, it fixed it. But the downside was, you know, I didn't have the 12 days of stuff, which I could have actually had and started playing in April.
1: Mm. So the 12 days of Christmas finished in April for
0: you? No, 12 days of Christmas finished on Boxing Day for me. (laughs) When
1: I gave up, do you know I can't even remember what they gave away last year, but um, I'm sure I'll be there this year, having a look round what it is. Uh, one other thing that we mentioned uh, a couple of weeks back was a problem I was having with Pathfinder, uh, and it had slowed down immensely since 5.5.2, which worked brilliantly. Um, I've lodged a support issue, and they are investigating. In the meanwhile, because uh, it's still happening, and I think we're on to 5.5.7 now. Um, I've managed to find a temporary fix. So if anybody else has got the issue and um, what I've done is I noticed that uh, when Pathfinder starting, it's it's taking a long time to display the sidebar. So I thought mm, I'll make a new sidebar, just a very basic one with, with just the absolute minimum in it um, with just the default settings. And I did. And that has temporarily fixed it. Well, it's a permanent fix if you're happy to live with a standard sidebar. um. The disadvantage of that is the older versions of Pathfinder, um, it had its own sidebar and that was independent of your finder sidebar. One of the big benefits of the version five upgrade was that the your finder sidebar and your Pathfinder sidebar were synchronized. And uh, the problem I've got now is with this default one that it's not. I've got very basic. So uh, pretty much what you need there. Uh, Most of your your documents folder, your downloads and all that, it's all available there. But I'd added some extra locations that were on my network. And um, I'm worried if I put those back, it'll all start slowing down again. Now, it wasn't the fact that they were network locations because I got rid of all of those. It was just the fact, I think, that the sidebar is synchronized with finder sidebar and that seems to be slowing it down so um watch this space for more information but if you've got that problem and uh, when i had it I, I it actually put me off using pathfinder i just could not use it because it wasn't just slow in starting it was actually slow all the time you were using it, it was just literally beach balling beach balling beach balling so um it's fixed it enough that i can use it again not perfect but 95 percent of the way there so uh, if anybody's got that problem give that a try and that you might find that uh, it's restored to its former glory
0: now staying on the software theme BusyCal, BusyCal 1.1 was out uh earlier today and with something that got you nearly as excited as the info panel mini calendar uh you don't mean yes
1: a calendar Oh, you know what I'm like with BusyCal. I know, I know. Um, It's actually the last thing that iCal had that BusyCal didn't, which is um, underneath the list of calendars on the left-hand side, uh, there was an option in iCal to display some mini calendars. You could either have one, which was usually the current month, or you could actually display as many as you could. I think it went up to four, three or four, as you dragged upwards. And I used to have two displayed. And um, I remember asking the guys when they were in beta before they'd actually released it, you know, would you think of adding this? And they said it was something that was on their list and maybe they'd get round to it someday soon. And today is someday soon. Calendar panel. (sighs) It's important today.
0: (laughs) Well, not quite as exciting as uh, BusyCal, but uh, Tweety2 for the iPhone and the great retweet debacle.
1: Yeah, uh, one of my problems with Tweety2, I love Tweety um, for the iPhone and for the desktop, but one of my problems was there was a break in the timeline. Um, Well, now not only is that break indicated because problem one, there was a break. Problem two, there was no indication of where it was. You really had to squint to look at the times. Um, It's now not only indicated with sort of jagged paper cut, but uh, it's like a grey bar. You can click on that and it will load in the missing tweets in batches. So that's fabulous.
0: I think that's a cool feature. Um, Although, to be honest, you know, you're never away from your iPhone long enough for that.
1: True, but sometimes I sleep and, and and the world gets very busy. True. Well, uh, if you remember my uh, sensitive wrist action. Oh, I'm sure everyone will remember that.
0: The other week, um, yeah, my iPhone seems to be, or well, maybe it's my wrist action, more sensitive um, than than other people's. And uh, what was that? Nothing.
1: Nothing. Carry on. <laughs>
0: Yeah, when I when I rotate my iPhone, when I when I very slightly rotate my iPhone, the whole thing seems to to rotate because it seems to be a lot more sensitive. Anyway, you can now on your phone um, go into settings, advanced auto rotate and select never and it'll never rotate, Um, which is really useful for me because I I don't like it rotating. I
1: I I think it's because you, you, you use it when you're out with the dog and the dog's pulling you all over. Maybe the dog's oversensitive.
0: Yeah, but I shouldn't really admit this. I lie in bed and read it and, and it doesn't... Really? Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: This, this is no news to me, but do, do tell
0: the listeners. <laughs> this is my oversensitive wrist action in bed.
1: <laughs> right, moving swiftly on. Um, yes. There's no return of the alternate themes. I don't know if you use those. Yeah, I I remember the alternate. Wasn't that the bubble one? It was. was I didn't like the bubble there? one. Now, the bubble no, one I is didn't. still sort of there. It's there for DMs, but there's no option to uh, enable it for the rest of it. Mm. So uh, there's no extra themes. I didn't use them. Um, I like the simple one. Um, might be handy for some people to have the return of a dark theme. I you know some people yeah. prefer, you know, a very dark interface. Um, but there was a strange option called pinstripes. And I looked at that and thought, oh, what's that one do?
0: You know, I wonder what. Clues that in the one name, was. I'll
1: grant you, but um, it didn't seem to make that much of a difference. But uh, you spotted it.
0: Yeah, it's, that, it's the bar
1: at the top, isn't it? I can't imagine uh, spending the, the programming effort to turn that off because I hardly notice it anyway. Maybe some people have a real aversion to pinstripes. Well, I
0: didn't even know what it was, so.
1: Well, never mind the look of the thing. Um, there's support for Twitter's new style retweets. I'm not too sure about those retweets changes personally. Um, I've got a link that explains why the retweet works the way it does, and I've read it, and I'm still not convinced. Um, I know some people like it. I find it very odd to see um, avatars from people that I don't follow. Um, I I do. Really use the avatars, that's why it throws me when people change theirs radically. Um, I really do use those avatars, like, quickly see who's who. And when I see one that I've no idea who they are, and then I've got to check, and um, you know, obviously, looking on an iPhone, it's quite narrow. And sometimes, if they've got a long username as well, it's really not clear who's even retweeted it. And you also only see retweets once, which Sometimes has an advantage if you've got the same thing being retweeted 20, 30 times. But there again, that's how you get the feel for, you know, this is really what people are talking about right now. So um, luckily, they've also added into Tweety2 an option to quote rather than retweet. And that gives you the option to um, add your own comment to the end of it. So uh, I can see me using that now more than the retweet There, I don't know about you. Yeah,
0: I'm with you on that one. I can see, I think, why they've, they've done what they've done. But I totally agree with you. I tend to look down at a, my, my Twitter feed and look for people's names or for avatars. Um, and you do see these, these avatars that you don't recognise on there. Um, the The other thing I've noticed is you don't see your retweets either, do you?
1: No, and you retweeted something. I didn't see that either. And I've also noticed with uh, Twitter for the desktop, um, I'm not sure about the iPhone, you know, because obviously when I explain what this is, you'll realise that you don't know that you don't know that they're not there. Um, I'm finding that there are tweets missing. And sometimes somebody will refer to something and I'll think, what are you talking about? And I'll go back and, and there will not be a tweet there. If I click through and I then click in reply to I can see the missing tweet, but it doesn't come up in the timeline. So it could be Tweety, it could be Twitter. Not quite sure. Um, I know at the weekend there was a big Twitter outage. So um, maybe it's something they're working on and uh, they'll fix it. Here's hoping. Yeah, so Yeah, I
0: think I've had that problem as well.
1: I've had it before, but I thought it had got a lot better, but maybe not. Ah, technology, what can you do? Talking of which, um, one thing that I was working on this weekend was um using Dropbox for synchronising Safari bookmarks and history. So not just your bookmarks, your actual browsing history as well. And the reasoning for this, I never thought this day would come. Um, the MacBook Pro that people may have seen um, that I was tweeting about that I was stroking lovingly. Sadly, isn't mine. It's my father's. I know, I know. It's amazing. My father is a now the proud owner of two computers. I never thought I'd see the day. So uh, yes, he's got himself a laptop. Thing is, he doesn't have mobile me. He really does have no need for mobile me, even though he's got an iPhone. Um, everything sort of synchronizes quite nicely, or it was doing between his one computer and his iPhone. But now he's got a laptop. Um, I everything is still pretty okay, apart from his bookmarks. And I thought, hmm, would be handy if there was some way to do that. And um, I managed to sort it out with Dropbox. Um, Very, very simple, actually. Um, I was sceptical that it would actually really work. I thought there'd be some sort of lag time or, you know, you might get errors, but it seems to work very well. Even when the browser is open on both machines at the same time, it still seems to synchronise. Very, very simple. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes. But all you need to do is uh, move your Safari bookmarks folder into your Dropbox, somewhere in your Dropbox. Um, I actually have in my Dropbox an application settings folder and um, all my application data that I'm sharing goes in there. So that makes logical sense for me. Uh, Put it in there and then put a symbolic link in the location that you move it from. And that symbolic link points towards where it is now um, and you're good to go. And it really does work very, very nicely. So, um, I was feeling rather pleased with myself at that point, wasn't I? Mm, at that point, Elaine was one-nil up, but uh, Safari quickly scored an equaliser, didn't it? Sadly, it did, and it's driving me insane. Um, I think this has happened only since the last update. So maybe Apple's latest updates having a bit of a problem there. Um, the address bar keeps vanishing when I open a new Safari window. Uh, sometimes the address bar's there. I would say possibly 70 to 80% of the time it's not. So uh, you can turn it back on. I think it's command shift and backspace. No, not backspace. Um, Backslash. And that will turn it back on. Or you can use command and L and that will temporarily show you the uh, URL bar. But as soon as you open another window or if you use command and L, as soon as you type into that, it disappears again. No idea what's causing that. Did a bit of research. People were saying clear the cache. So um, I went in and I cleared everything I could clear in Safari. And it was OK for two minutes. And then it started again. So clearing the cache isn't working for me. Made no difference whatsoever. So um love to hear if anybody else has got that problem. Uh, and preferably has anybody fixed it? Because <laughs> it's driving me absolutely mad. Don't know if you've seen it.
0: No, I haven't had the pleasure of that problem. <laughs>
1: Just me then,
0: no, but uh, I did treat myself this week. I bought two new mice. I was sick of um, you taking a mick out of me for that uh two pound fifty Microsoft mouse, so I went and splashed out on a couple of MX Revolution mices, 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 mouses, mice, <laughs> mice. Yes, um, yeah, you know, interesting point you came up with. Um, because of the shape of it, it doesn't really seem very intuitive for less left handers. So, um, you know, if we've got any left handed uh, listeners uh, who have uh, used or tried to use the MX Revolution, uh, let us know what your
1: experiences are. Do you know, when I'm training people, um, I've noticed that a lot of people who are left handed use a mouse with their right hand. Mm, I've noticed that. And uh, they've, they've got an advantage because they take notes then with their left hand, whereas the mm, right handed people are juggling with the mouse, the keyboard and a pen and a notepad. <laughs> And the left handers sit there and, and sail through the day. So um, very interesting that, of course, I'm really happy with my MX Revolution mice. But I'm being tempted on all fronts to partake of a magic mouse. Yes, people are queuing up. Um, there's Andy, uh, who her, was teasing me something chronic about you really need to try it. Are you going to try it? When are you trying it? Um, And then went into an Apple store himself and started telling me how wonderful it was. So thanks for that, Andy. I'm sure I'll get there in the end. Was going to go in last week. Still haven't tried one, though. And also Alan on Twitter was saying the same. You really need to uh, go and try one. But... There is a rumored replacement of the MX Revolution mouse, so I thought, oh, tempted with that. If it's better than MX Revolution, it must be brilliant. Um, until I saw it. So Jane posted um a picture of said mouse, a link to it, and um half the buttons are missing. So uh, the buttons that I use all the time are missing from this new, improved, in inverted commas, version. So. I could be spending money myself stockpiling the old ones because I love my mice. So money may well be spent here. Yes, you could spend the money that you uh, didn't spend on Black Friday. Yeah, Black Friday came and went. Um, I had high hopes, but I actually thought Apple's discounts were rather poor and they weren't across the board either. Um, I remember a couple of years ago, it was 20, it was 10 percent off everything. So it was pretty simple. Um, this year it was odd. Uh, there was nothing off the Mac minis. There was um, what they done was they taken a flat figure off, um, say, the IMAX. So actually you were getting a larger percentage discount off a lower model than a bigger one, which seemed odd to me. I would have expected a percentage. It would just seem fairer. But it's Apple's playground. So if that's what they want to do and what that meant for me was shopping elsewhere. So um, I got Final Cut Studio. Um, I got my father's MacBook Pro and um, I managed to get a 10% discount off the pair of them from Amazon. So Apple lost business there. Uh, I was all geared up to uh, go and spend quite a bit of money. Um, But other software companies and uh, technology companies, I thought they were brilliant. Um, A couple just that uh, I I saw about, Jumpsoft gave 50% off for the day. Um, Smile on my Mac also did a 50% discount. And um, I got a very good subscription to the National Association of Photoshop Professionals. So um, other people seem to be doing fantastic discounts. And I thought Apple were a little bit stingy there, Steve, a bit stingy. They were. But uh, yeah, we, we did actually buy quite a lot in the end, though, didn't we? We did. We got a Final Cut Studio. i uh, um Airport Extreme. Yes, we've already had one of those this year, but it had to go back because somebody had beaten me to it. Uh, We got Airport Express and a whole load of grief setting it up. Yes, I didn't really want to take the network down twice. So um, when the Extreme from Amazon was opened, um, I decided I'd wait. And it was a good call, really, as it got a small update. So um, the setup went really well. It was as, as simple as everyone had said. Um, until there's always a but, isn't there? And until um, I decided I was going to hide the acid, which I usually do for extra security. And I knew that everything was all OK and everything was connecting. Um, You take a bit of a shotgun approach to troubleshooting, change everything <laughs> and see if it works. Yeah, I change one thing and, and see if that fixed it and then move on to the next. So um, everything was absolutely fine. So I knew the name was OK. I knew the passwords were OK. And it was just a matter of turning off the SID, which is the network name. At which point, all the iPhones refused point blank to connect. So obviously there's a few very obvious checks is the network name right and is the password right but they must have been right otherwise it wouldn't have connected with the network name not hidden which it did perfectly so I thought right there's obviously an issue here so I went onto the Apple knowledge base and it was worse than useless it came up with two points one check the network name and password which I'd already done and then there were three rambling articles The upshot of which was turn it off and on again. Yes, I know it sounds like an episode of the I.T. crowd. Um, I'll put links into those very, very helpful (laughs) sarcasm articles. But Google proved to be much more useful um, and a less than perfect solution was found, but it did work and it worked on all three phones. So I'm fairly confident that if you want to turn the Ssid off on your Extreme, and you've got problems with your iPhone, fairly confident this will indeed work. Uh, you've got to go in to your iPhone, go into the settings, general, reset. Yes, I know I was a bit dubious with the reset option as well. But when you get in there, there's a long list of things that you can reset. And what you need to reset is the network settings. Um, now, the problem with that is what that actually does is wipe out uh, all the networks you've ever been connected to. So if you connect at work, at home, you know, and places you go around, you're going to have to set them up again. But it did cure the problem instantly. So I'm happy to recommend that if you absolutely need to. Would have been nice to find that at the Apple knowledge base rather than having to Google it. And when you said, what about this one? And I thought, are you insane? why would that work? Why should it make a difference? Don't think you should have to do that at all. But yes, it did work.
0: What I found as well was the um, the 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 option that says, uh, I've forgotten the exact words, but um, join no networks, is it?
1: Yep, there is an option. That
0: That had turned itself back on. So the next morning when I was out walking the dog, you know, all these networks in the neighbourhood kept flashing up automatically. Yeah, that turned itself back on them. for
1: me as well. Um, I'm going to have to make sure that's off for my father or he's going to get very confused. I don't want to be <laughs> yes. prompted to join all sorts of things. You think it's Christmas. You never
0: know. Mm. Anyway, did the uh, the new Shrine of Tech, uh, Tesco's, figure in this major shopping spree?
1: With our history with Tesco's, a firm no there. Um, they might have got the iPhone now, but they don't have my business. I did buy an iPod from them, my very first iPod, and... Um, it died within two days. Yeah. And my iPod
0: was already registered by somebody else for AppleCare.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. And of course, you don't find out about it until you're registering for AppleCare, which was almost no. a year later. And um, they were both sealed. But um, mine was um, and it was a horrendous problem, wasn't it? It was screeching. I you know, I wish I'd taped mm. that. Yes, it was screeching like crazy. Um, I had to it wouldn't shut up. There was nothing I could do to shut it up. Obviously, you can't take the battery out. And it didn't seem to be dying either. It would turn off from screeching and then turn itself back on. So I had to cover it up with pillows overnight before I could take it back and, and get rid of it. So it was a serious problem mine had. And um, somebody else looked like they got there first with yours. What's annoyed me this week with them is they've got um one of their wonderful sale catalogs flying about full of tech goodies Uh, lovely prices look amazing and they are permanently out of stock so i think they're using these tech catalogs as the loss leader for their own brand of baked beans so uh, i'm not falling for it again i'm not
0: Mm. best purchase of the week actually wasn't tech it
1: was a new chair for you wasn't it (laughs) oh yes my chair's been a bone of contention at MacBytes hq for quite a while hasn't it
0: yes i'm not surprised
1: Yes, it's a bit squeaky, or it was, but it might be gone, but it's not forgotten. Before it vacated the premises, guess what? It recorded a message for you, so I thought we'd share it with the MacBiter so they can feel for your long-suffering pain. <laughs> So do you think the listeners are incredibly sympathetic with your plight? I've been stuck in the office with me and my chair.
0: Yes, uh, I'd like to think they are. And uh, it does remind me of the screech of your iPhone, your uh, iPod, actually.
1: Yes, it's just as annoying. Hey, I had to sit on that. So you can imagine how bad it was for me. Anyway, Um, on to the
0: hardware review. Yeah, this week uh, we went out and we bought a a MiFi from 3. A little bit of research and we decided to go for the, actually buying the device itself, which was £50. And they go for uh, £15 a month, which I think you got five gig, didn't you? Five gig a month.
1: Uh, I can't remember if it was five or three. I think it was five, wasn't it?
0: I think I think it was five, yeah. We actually had excellent service at the store. They they let us try the device via um, our
1: iPhones to see what the coverage was like, which was really good. Yeah, I then we was first to say when the service is bad, and I must admit the service in there was excellent. I was incredibly impressed.
0: Yeah, it was good. Then we went up to Bolton and uh, sat in a car park. I watched the, the football Um on my iPhone by connecting it to the and it it worked perfectly, didn't it? First time.
1: Yep, And I could connect to the same device and uh, check my email and Twitter. So, yeah, it was working really, really well.
0: Problem was when we got it home, uh, it just wouldn't connect at all. Turned it all on, waited for the lights to come on. And uh, the, the the signal light just stayed at red, which was indicating no signal. Now, I thought that was really bizarre because we're in a a good area. Uh, We can get 3G coverage on the iPhone. And according to the map that's on three's website, uh, the the coverage map, it said that we would have good coverage. So I couldn't say any reason why it wouldn't work. Now, I took it out whilst walking the dog and we only have eight houses on our street. And by the time I got to the end of the street, it had connected, which uh, Annoyed me no end because I thought, well, you know, is it only our house where it doesn't connect?
1: Oh, you see, you're getting my persecution complex now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Um, I was actually able to use it whilst I was out on the walk. But the funny thing was, again, the signal light uh, that that shows the strength of signal was red. For most of the time, it was red, which is supposed to, according to the book, mean no connection and I was getting a connection I was able to to connect to Sky Sports and and and, you know watch Sky Sports on the little Sky Sports app I was able to connect to Twitter I was able to connect to the internet so something didn't seem right there I took it home I left it on whilst getting ready for work I put the iPhone next to it I left Sky Sports running And when I came back from cleaning my teeth and washing my hair it was still connected so it's, you know, it's as if I have to go outside and stand outside the next door neighbours to get it connected and then come back in and watch me tell <laughs> Rather
1: you than me, but if that's what it takes, eh?
0: Yeah. Now I took it to work, and as regular listeners will know, I work in deepest, darkest Cheshire countryside where I don't get 3G signal. I don't even get Edge, so I didn't expect it to work in the office, and it didn't work in the office. But a um, hundred yards from sight, uh, on my way home, I actually pulled up into a layby, tested it, and it connected. And again, I watched a bit of cricket or tennis. I think it was on Sky. Uh, The reason I'm using Sky as a test, by the way, is because obviously that that does require a a good signal. Um, And what I then did is I spent the evening walking around the house trying to get a signal. That was great fun, wasn't it?
1: It was. uh, I think you picked the coldest night of the year, didn't you? It was minus five. Mm,
0: Yeah. I even stood in the garden and tried to get a signal there. And uh, that was combined with testing of our, our airport uh, expresses as well to to see if we could get a signal outside. So I took it back. Um, I swapped it. I explained what the problem was. He said maybe it was a problem with the device, so he swapped it.
1: Wasn't that to do with for... the fact that the red light, which is the connection light, was also flashing, which is supposed to mean that you're abroad and it needs to roam? It was, but maybe
0: deepest, darkest Cheshire countryside is abroad to the device. I don't know. Strange, but there you go. So mm. on to device number two. Yeah, on to device number two. Well, we still had three days because you get 14 days to uh, to try it out. Still no joy. So unfortunately, took it back at the weekend, got a refund.
1: I don't like stories with sad endings of tech having to be returned to its mothership. Mm. Yeah. That was a great pity, actually. I had high hopes for that. Um, our mobile broadband solution at the moment is um, a three dongle. And I found that to be a bit slow here as well. But if you think about how that works, you don't actually know other than a light, which is either blue or, or green, um, whether you've got a connection or not. And um, now I've seen that working here. I think we're in some kind of um, black hole. I mm. I think it's only our house. So I have been right with my persecution complex because, like you say, next door it works Maybe fine. Maybe we should just move. I've thought of that, but I wouldn't want my broadband any worse than it already is.
0: Mm, have to find although a although
1: I, d- I do have a friend in sale, who lives very close to the exchange, and she gets alarming speeds. So jealous, ever so slightly.
0: Mm, ever so slightly.
1: Quite quite a bit actually, but um, <laughs> yeah, uh, what can I do? What can I do? So um, sad news on the hardware review. When it worked, it was very very good though. So um, if you do live in a good area, I think I'd recommend it, wouldn't you?
0: I would. Yeah, it's a good it's a good device. It's just unfortunate it didn't work for us. I think
1: we'd have we would have kept it, and um, because you know it would have been nice if it worked in the house, but. Um, If you could have mobile wireless while you're out, then that would have been useful as well. But, you know, it didn't work where you were at work. Uh, It didn't work here. We tried it um, out at our our venue, didn't we? And I found it a little bit erratic there as well. It might have worked better on the first floor. So, yeah, it's maybe it's one of those things that will take another 12 months before um, it improves. So. um, I did think the service was excellent, but if the coverage is better from Vodafone, I'm going to have to grit my teeth and going Vodafone, aren't I? Oh, dear. Yeah. But what can you do? So uh, we, we'll watch this space because we need some sort of mobile solution, don't we? I'm thinking tethering with the iPhone is, is my next trial
0: on to feedback and comments. We got an email this week, didn't we?
1: We did. We got an email from Phil Holloway and it's a brilliant, brilliant email. Love it. Uh, fantastic system. So I shall read the email. He says, uh, hi, Elaine and Mike. I find your podcast a great listen. Well, that's always a good start to an email, isn't it? And uh, he says, my comment is about recall and omnifocus. As these two work so well together. I'm a gardener, so my hands are always dirty. And I don't like to type things on the screen as much. And this is where recall comes in as I have it set to email me with the typed version of what I've said. And then mail sends it straight through to the OmniFocus inbox. Then when I go into OmniFocus on the iPhone via mobile sync, it syncs straight into iCal on the phone. So from saying my to do on the iPhone, it ends up in my OmniFocus inbox and iCal automatically. What an amazing, amazing workflow. And guess what? I'm going to have to try this. Now my mad autumn is coming to a close. I've actually got some time to try this. So um, I'm definitely going to try that, Phil. That looks an amazing workflow. And I'm always looking to um, speed stuff up because the faster I can do things, the more things I can do, the more tech I can play with. So thank you very much for your email. Um, I am going to get in touch uh, if I struggle with that. So um, again, watch this space. I'm going to be trying that. And um, of course, it it won't be iCal with it. It'll be busy. No, it'll be with it. I'm not doing it again. No, I'm saving it for the Christmas special. Move along. OK,
0: talking of Christmas, we had our Matt Bites Christmas party last Thursday at a local hostelry.
1: Yes, and it was the usual organisational farce and not on our part, wasn't it?
0: Uh- I was just going to say, not on our part. Don't blame us. No, um, I did all the right things. I booked early. And when we got there, we found that the table was double booked. Now, it's not the first time they've done silly things like that at, at that place. Um, just to explain, we, as, as some people know, we run um, a number of groups. We run um, MacBytes, obviously, and we run the Northwest Institute of IT Trainers uh, group, which is called EnWit, Northwest Institute of IT Trainers. And Uh, they used to make the invoice out to uh, Mr Enwit
1: Yes, yes, uh, that's that's just one of the many things they do there but this time, Mm. it wasn't Mr Enwit, was it? It was Mr Humphreys who had stolen our table Grace Brothers Men's Department Mr Humphreys, are you free? I'm free Forward,
0: so I don't know how they got uh, Humphreys from MacBites or Thomas or Enwitt or what. Yeah, I'm sure I booked it under Thomas anyway, but uh, I think it, I think they put it in the wrong book. I think that's what the problem was.
1: Well, you say you can't get Mr. Humphreys from MacBites or Thomas, but I've heard of worse, as you well know. We have a friend of ours, and um his name is Doctor Jaffarelli, which is I find. Perfectly normal name, Jaffarelli. not a problem there. Um, it doesn't sound like anything else to me apart from Dr. Gaffarelli. Um And he booked, um, again, a big event like a Christmas party at a local um, very large restaurant as well. No names mentioned, won't embarrass them. Um, he turns up with his party of a considerable number to be told that they have no table in the name of Dr. Jaffarelli. So he starts remonstrating with them um, Not quite as vehemently as I might have been tempted to do in uh, those circumstances. And um, they were remonstrating back and saying, no, no, they hadn't. No, they hadn't. Um, But there was a table at the back, quite a large table, and it was empty. So he was sort of saying, well, why can't we have that one then? Oh, you can't have that one. That's been booked for Mr. Jeff (laughs) O'Reilly. At which point he twigged what they'd done. Yes, Jaffarelli over the phone apparently sounds like Jeff O'Reilly. So, um... Actually, we came out of that quite well, didn't we? Because uh, we staged a sit-in. Case of the Chinese whispers there. Yes. Well, we we got there first. So Mr Humphreys um, had been in, apparently, and disappeared again. So our party came in, sat down, and um, they're all IT trainers, aren't they? And and um, Macbiters. So they were pretty vehement and they weren't moving. So um, they came round to our way of thinking in the end. And uh, we got the nice table. With all the toys on it. So we had crackers and we had um, we had little gifts, didn't we, in gold gold boxes. We did. It, it was an absolutely fantastic night. So uh, thank you very much for everyone who came. And uh, I've had lots of messages saying that they enjoyed it. So um, they're saying they don't want to wait till next Christmas for another MacBytes do. So I think we need to put one on in the new year as well. What do you think? Yeah, good idea. Let's do it. And oh, we could always book it in the name of Mr. Humphreys and confuse the hell out of everybody. Mm. That works for me as well. But we didn't leave it there, did we? That was Thursday. And on Friday, we had another do. A much more raucous affair. Uh, No, that's just my colleagues. Yes, it was your Christmas do. And I was shocked. I was shocked by the behaviour. And when I get my hands on those photos, I think I'm going to put them up there for the MacBatters to have a look at. Yes.
0: Mm, But you, you spent the night playing on your iPhone.
1: I did pretty much, didn't I? Yes. But it was that kind of night. It's not my thing. They, they For, for a technical department of, of people, they're, they're not very techie, are they? No. No, I was sadly disappointed. But as you say, luckily, I had my iPhone. And sadly, guess where the party was? In another hellhole in Cheshire with very little connection. So can I put in a request next time that the party company who puts on said party includes free Wi-Fi? Mm, OK. That works for you, does it? Mm. Anyway, anyway, never mind parties, parties. Anyway, as I said, there are incriminating pictures and there was a lot on show. But nobody had the must have item for 2010. The MacBites thong. Yeah, it's here. It's real. And that's not all we've got, is it? Oh, no. We have a full range of MacBites attire, including the MacBites nighty add your own iphone to tech enable it if you haven't a clue what i'm talking about then you're going to have to look back at the archives or wait for the review of the year show which should be hitting your feed sometime in the not too distant future but yes we have um lots and lots of items for your delectation you need to go to the website and um admire the attire especially the thong and um what I think would be a good idea, not sure if Mike would agree, is um, when you've bought your said Macbites thong, we need pictures of you wearing it. That's very dangerous, isn't it? Do we really? Yes, I think we do. I think we do. So um, first one to buy one and um, send us a photo. Yes, absolutely. should win a prize. That's what I think. Well,
0: I'll buy one in your name then.
1: Maybe not. Maybe not. We don't have to frighten the horses.
0: <laughs> moving on to a new section called... Uh... Quote of the week, and uh, I've been saving up quotes that you've been making. First of all... Um, You're just stitching me up, aren't you? Who said this? Who said this? I don't want to buy too many hard drives. Um, That would be you.
1: I don't think I was very well that day. <clears throat> mm,
0: and and who said this? Um, Do we really watch videotapes with this sort of quality? And did it really take this long to rewind a videotape?
1: Yeah, but it did, didn't it? It did. That that was a it bad did. day for me. Yes. I, I, mm. I honestly I'm claiming that I don't remember saying about buying about, about too many hard drives at all. Oh, you did. Did I? Oh, right. Um, No, yes. but the videotapes, that was true. Um, I had a videotape and it had about a 20 minute clip on it. And, and I just wanted to make it um, digitise it in some way and then get rid of the tape. And I turned it on and I thought there was something wrong with it. The quality was atrocious and it was a pre-recorded one at that. So, um, I can't imagine ever sitting down and watching that, and yes, it did take the best part of three hours to rewind so i'll I'll claim that quote, but i'm I don't remember the other one, so move it along. <coughs> You're going to start recording me, aren't you, like Jane said, Ah, that's a good idea, oh no, oh no, yeah. Anyway, I'm going to move it along, move it along. Yes, next time in our next episode, um, we have got a software review. Dan has kindly done an excellent review of the NatWest iPhone app, which was something that both you and I failed miserably with, I seem to recall. So um, mm. watch this space for um a wonderful review of the NatWest iPhone app. And um more Christmas parties? No, maybe not, because I'm still recovering from the last two. So do I take it Christmas shoe shopping's out of the question? Oh, no, anything but shoe shopping. Seriously, anything but that.
0: (laughs) Well, that's it for this episode of MacBytes. And as always, we'd love to hear from you. So send us your questions, your comments and your queries. You can send them to MacBytesUK at gmail.com or you can send us an audio file. And we have a contact form on the website. So if you want to contact us through there, you can do. If you want to keep up to date with what we're doing, then um, there's the website, as I say, and there's Twitter, twitter.com slash MacBytes. You can follow me at twitter.com slash Thomas Mike.
1: And you can follow me at twitter.com slash Elaine Giles.
0: So until next time, this has been Mike and Elaine bringing you
1: MacBytes and goodbye. Goodbye and see you next time.